football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod. Reacting to... A terrific win, a signature win, question mark, maybe, we'll talk about it, uh, on the road in the Bay Area to play truly one of the best teams in all of uh, NBA basketball and the Golden State Warriors, led by the current MVP, uh, Steph Curry. The Warriors came into the game with a 27-6 and record, and they uh, were 16-2 and at home coming in. And the Nuggets uh, uh, below 500 uh, as a road team. They came in at eight and ten, and the odds were stacked against them. I mean, there's no, um, there's no uh, two ways to slice that. You know, you're you're on the road just in general, but you were also uh, down Monte Morris. You were also down Aaron Gordon. This is, of course, uh, in addition to what you inherently know already. No Jamal yet. Um, no. Um, no Michael Porter Jr. Uh, and I want to circle back to the Jamal thing uh, here in a minute. But um, and I know, and I know, if you look at the other side, let's just tell you know tell uh, both sides of the story here. I know fans of the Warriors will say, "Hold on a second, the the Warriors are missing Draymond Green um, and also uh, Jordan Poole, and you know maybe to a lesser degree Damian Lee." I, I I got it, I got it. But you know what I say to that? Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, to the Lakers. Welcome to the club. Oh, you, oh, oh, you don't like playing without Anthony. You, 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 you don't like playing with your second without your second best player. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Look, um, this is the existence that the Denver Nuggets have been living from day one of this season, and it's only gotten worse. So, my sympathy to who's in, who's out, whether it's to for injury or COVID or what have you. Um, it's just sort of like um, I'm, I'm, I'm insensitive to it um, because we walk in the shoes that we walk in, at least here in Denver, Colorado, with the Nuggets. And it's been as uh, injury-riddled um, of a season that I can really remember. So, you know, with the Aaron Gordon thing, with the hamstring, man, I'm, I have been dealing with a hamstring for quite some time, trying to get through it, going to physical therapy and copay after copay. And, and obviously... Um, I don't have some of the um, some of the uh, advantages, built-in advantages, uh, to recovery from a resources standpoint that I even did in college, um, playing college basketball, let alone the NBA. But even still, despite all that, those things can linger like crazy. So hopefully, we see uh, Aaron Gordon back uh, sooner than later, uh, as well as Monte Morris, of course. So, uh, but it was a big time win, man, a big time win for the Denver Nuggets over the Warriors, eighty nine, eighty six, in a game that really hung in the balance in the closing minutes. Um, in the first half, 
you could put the first 24 minutes up against probably any half of this season in terms of not only just dominating your opponent, making shots, making the right plays, playing with authority, um, but um, you consider who that they were playing, you could argue, uh, and, and just the score, right, at the, at the end of the first half. At the end of the first quarter, it was 31-16. to 16. Like, file that under things that you didn't see coming. Uh, our friends at Superbook, who uh, are proud sponsors of this pro- uh, podcast, I believe it closed at 8.5, I want to say. It was at like 7, 7.5 in the morning. Uh, people were betting the Warriors, and that thing got bet up to about 8.5. So you're, you're on the doorstep of being a double-digit road dog. And um, to be able to walk out of there with a win. Now, for some, for some, and I, and I tweeted this after the game, it's like, you know, and I, and I heard some of the chatter, like, all oh, the Nuggets are going to lose tonight and, you know, you know all that stuff. And um, I, I tweeted after the game, like, it, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like a sure thing. It, it feels like it. Whenever you go into a game thinking that the Nuggets are just don't have a shot, it, like, the examples are endless at this point from, you know, the b- being down 3-1 and after being down 3-1 and going on the road with seven players. And, I, I mean, all this stuff, it, it just seems like time and again, the Nuggets are that squad that you just you count them out. And the moment you do, it's almost like this boomerang that comes circling back and they rise out of the ashes and there they were victorious. And some people were like, Hey, no, like look at how many free throws the nuggets missed and look at the lead they gave up. And I I got it. I got it. But if you're looking for perfect wins from this rendition of the Denver nuggets, I think it's just a, a foolhardy task. Was the game flawed? Sure was. Sure was as good as the first half uh, was the second half. Um, you know, had you ripping your hair out as the Warriors came all the way back from being down. They were down by as many as um, was it twenty four? Yeah, it was twenty four. Um, but this they they but they didn't get over the hump. The Nuggets never let the Warriors get over the hump. How many games have the Warriors played this season? Serious question. Don't have the answer in front of me. Uh, where they where they didn't hold a single lead at all during a forty eight minute NBA basketball game. Their largest lead was zero. They they pulled they pulled it um, uh, uh, back even uh, late in that fourth quarter when it was uh, I want to say it was uh, it, was it eighty four was it eighty four eighty four yeah uh, when Gary Payton uh, Jr. made that made that dunk uh, off the Curry assist with just about a minute left that game's eighty four eighty four guys I'd be lying to you if I said that I thought. For sure, the Nuggets were going to win. The, the way that that momentum works, and the way the, how hot that home crowd got, and how hot Steph Curry got, like for as abysmal as Steph was in the first half, and he was that he was not very good. Uh, credit the Nuggets defense for sure, and he wants to make the right play. You see, um, but he, he didn't have the personnel around him to uh, elevate the whole team uh, without him uh, doing what he does, and he ended up doing it uh, down the stretch of that game. Uh, he he was nuclear. It felt like down the stretch of that fourth quarter and and in that second half where he it just got started with the one three. It got started with the one three in the right corner on a communication breakdown, and I forget who I think Rivers and um, maybe Bones Highland I think or or maybe it was Faku and Bones. I forget, but he he got an open three, and for someone like Steph Curry, who is unequivocally the greatest shooter that the game of basketball has ever seen. 
and that's been solidified many times over. It just takes one shot, and, and they, they actually even mentioned it on the on the Warriors broadcast. Like with Steph, it just takes one. It's almost like the guy at the YMCA who makes a three and now uh, thinks he's hot. That he, he he is who Steph Curry. Or he thinks he is who Steph Curry actually is. Um, and look. Steph is, um, you know, arguably the MVP of the league uh, right now. He's got one-to-one odds to win it. I want to talk about those odds here in just a second. Um, but, but you know, to the people who are saying that we're like, almost like ungrateful for how the win fell for them because of the missed free throws, because of uh, – and how many free throws did the Nuggets miss? Did it look like they – how many did they take? I don't – looks like 13 of 20. Is that – was that all? No. Was that all? Anyway, um, the missed free throws, giving up the lead, you know, and just being in a position to lose that game, but after being up um, by 24 points, and look, how many times has this happened to the Nuggets? Have they just blown games that they should have won? Don't don't be ungrateful for wins on the road against winning teams in the month of December. I don't care how it comes, it came, and that's the point. All right. Um, we look at uh, Nikola Jokic, 22 points, 18 rebounds, uh, five assists. Man, I-, I did not see what the prop was a pregame on Nikola's rebound total, but should have taken the over because this man has been a man totally possessed with chewing glass for the last week. In that loss um, at home against Charlotte, uh, he had 21 rebounds last Thursday, uh, a couple days before Christmas. He follows that up with the day after Christmas, pulling down 22 rebounds to go with 26 points in a win against a depleted Clippers team. Again, don't apologize for it. Now 18 rebounds uh, in that third game. So 21, 22, and 18. You're averaging 20 rebounds over the course of three games. That is insane. I absolutely love to see it. So... Jokic, uh, it was not a perfect game from Jokic. Uh, you consider, you know, the the turnovers were problematic for Jokic. Eight of them. Um, he had half of the team's turnovers. I understand the ball's in his hand a lot, but eight turnovers is just too many. And then the untimely manner of them down the stretch of the game, there was an attempted pass to to Will Barton that I, you know, for as much as a genius and basketball savant as Jokic is, I don't know. Um, why he would ever even attempt a pass like that. And he had a couple of those, just just honestly boneheaded turnovers. And we're not used to seeing that uh, on a regular basis uh, from Nicola. But we saw it again last night. So, you know, if you're going to give out like a grade for Nicola, considering who he is, who we know him to be, you know, for anybody else, you put up 22 points and 18 rebounds, like it's going in your own personal Hall of Fame, Right. For Jokic, um, it wasn't. It was a, probably, I don't know, a B-plus game for Jokic. If I were just spitballing, he was 8-19 from the field. He did not make a three. He took five. He did go to the free throw line um, and was 6-8. of eight. But, uh, yeah, um, I was um, I was, I was not, not like let down or disappointed, but surprised in some of the de- uh, de- decision-makings from Nicola. And, you know, it's been a couple games in a row now where the backstretch of games, he has not been as good as we have known him to be offensively, which makes it so almost ironic or funny that when it mattered the most, he's making a defensive play, a block um, on Kaminga with seconds left, 
to seal the game. It's the third time this year that Nicola has made a defensive play, a block like that with no, really, you know, not no no time left, but a game ceiling block with just a couple seconds left. How many other players in the NBA? Again, serious question. I don't know the answer to it, but have three game ceiling blocks. I venture to say he's the only one. We're still in the first half of of this NBA season. We've played how many, how many games? Thirty three. Um, so he's got three game winning blocks in the first thirty three games of of the season. That's kind of that's kind of crazy uh, for a guy who is not a widely known. Uh, for his defensive prowess. But when things get tight down the stretch of games, Nikola steps his defense all the way up. So traditionally very, very clutch offensively down the stretch of games. It's been missing uh, here as of late. We're seeing him, you know, um, and this wasn't necessarily last night, uh, but, you know, just missing bunnies that we're used to seeing, like, you know, 89% you know, sort of finishes from Jokic, uh, even low 90s that we've seen him miss. So we'll uh, we'll keep our eye uh, on that here moving forward. As I take a drink here, real quick, um, I got to keep my throat fresh. I'm about to do. I'm doing the drive time show on uh, um, Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan today. This is a, a time recording. It's Wednesday afternoon on the 29th. That show is like four hours long. So my wife's like, "You're gonna come in here and do the podcast?" Then do the. I'm like, "Yeah." I will, you know, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, um, gotta gotta jump on the pod the the, uh, the day after uh, beating a really good Warriors team uh, on the road, and then they'll come and turn around and play on Thursday night uh, here in Denver in, in a uh, home and home exchange. Uh, someone else I want to give a massive shout out to is Will Barton. Still doesn't look a hundred percent physically, but. You know, for Will to bookend that game, I mean, he was the first bucket of the game. He was the last bucket of the game. And the way that it came uh, in such, um, you know, a timely manner, a clutch manner, but the shot itself, the bucket itself was pure grit. I mean, pure freaking grit from Will Barton. Uh, He had Andrew Wiggins guarding him on the left side. He works his way to the low block area. And for him to be able to... One, muscle his way to, um, to the bucket um, and then get the offensive rebound. I, I just, you know, it was tremendous. It, it, was, it was just tremendous. Uh, not used to seeing a, a clutch shot in that kind of fashion. I couldn't believe he got his hand on it again. And that made the game 86-84. Uh, wasn't a perfect night for Will. Um, but man, they don't win that game without him. Point blank, period. Uh, he finishes with 21 points, uh, four assists, four rebounds, a steal, a block. Didn't commit a foul. He was plus three when he was out on the floor. Uh, only he and Jokic were the two guys in the plus um, in the uh, margin uh, in, in in the box score among the starters. Um, Bones was a plus 11. Now I didn't think Bones played well. He's sh- he's struggling right now. Um, Especially from three, uh, he was three of eleven from the fl- uh, from the floor, but just one of six uh, from three. He doesn't look confident shooting the basketball right now. It seemed like just a couple weeks ago, it was this guy. You know, it felt like it felt like every time it left his hand that it, it, it was going to go in. Um, not so much here uh, of late. He was one of six, like I mentioned, from three. But going back to the Clippers game, he was one of seven. Going back to the Charlotte game, he was one of five. Going back to the OKC game before that, he was one of five. So you're talking about 
10, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So you're talking about someone who's, you know, four of his last 23. Not ideal. Uh, he's still taking them at, at the same rate uh, as he was when he was making them. So he's got to find a way. I don't, and I don't know if it's just, you know, he's one game away or one shot away. I'm not, you know, um, we're still gathering our sample size uh, for Bones Highland uh, for sure. So, but he needs to break out of this one um, because defensively, there's so much lacking that if you're not making shots and you're an albatross on defense, um, you know, it's going to get to a point where you're going to get less and less opportunity. So, you know, we'll see. um, We'll track that. We'll continue to track that uh, moving forward for the rookie out of VCU who is uh, struggling a little bit here. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out uh, to uh, J. Michael Green, who... I thought was I thought was good. I mean, it doesn't get reflected in the plus minus, but I thought he was a a positive force. He made a positive impact in his 13 minutes uh, out there for that second unit uh, in the first half. Him coming down the lane and throwing that thing down, showcasing a bit of the uh, the hops that are still left uh, for the 31 year old veteran. That was awesome, man. Him him and Jeff Green in the first half showcasing the hops. How about Jeff Green coming down and? Uh, Catching the reversed uh, uh, reverse alley oop uh, from Austin Rivers that was that was awesome to see. Um, and then really, you know, another shout out to um, and speaking of uh, Austin Rivers, um, wasn't a perfect night by any means, but you know, it's good to see him make a couple shots, make a couple plays. I know if you, you isolate him on Curry in the second half, it's not going to look pretty. Guess what? Don't look pretty for a lot of guys uh, trying to guard Steph Curry when he's uh, uh, feeling good. So. Um, it wasn't anything to write home about statistically, but Rivers was another guy that, you know, a couple of his plays make the difference in a game that you win 89 to 86. You know, the two threes that, you know, that, that, that goes a long way um, when the dust settles. So the Nuggets didn't shoot well uh, from three. Uh, they took 33 of them. They made eight. So many of those misses came in the second half. I believe they're one of 18 from three uh, in that second stanza. And they really came back down to earth. And that was happening while, you know, Warriors were crawling their way back. And I'm sure a bunch of people jumped on the live, um, the live money line for the Warriors as they were surging back. Um, but if you did, you, you walk away with nothing as uh, the Nuggets edge out Curry and the crew. Uh, speaking of, of Curry, you know, uh, I just I just appreciate Steph Curry so much, um, just as a player and for the game of basketball. I think he's a great ambassador uh, for the game that we love, and he does everything the right way. He does, and you know, seemingly on and off the court. Obviously, I don't know him as a person, but that's that's uh, that's the vibe that we get uh, after following him through the years. And you know, we did a podcast a couple years ago. I think maybe two or three years back, whatever it was, I forget. But um, I was talking about how Jokic is doing for the center position what Curry did uh, for the game of basketball, and it's just reinvent a way to play the game. And, I mean, think about that sentence, reinventing a way that a game is played, like fundamentally and philosophically and and Curry certainly did that, and you know he he gets the headline despite the loss on ESPN.com because Curry made his three thousandth three pointer. He's the only person in the history of the game, as you know, uh, to ever make three thousand threes. It's insane, and 
he didn't he didn't score until the end of the you know very back stretch two minutes and change left in the second quarter and I thought the Nuggets um, did a tremendous job on him defensively. I mean, really, really impressive in that first half. And you credit Austin Rivers for that. You credit um, uh, Faku Campasso for that. And then you credit the rest of the Nuggets. And, you know, guarding Steph Curry, you know, and I mentioned this before here on the Mile High Hoops podcast, I, I was in the same 10-team high school conference as Jimmer Fredette. Uh, we're right around the same age. I'm, I'm one or two years older than him, and we had uh, battles. Uh, we played each other five times uh, in high school. My last high school game ever played was uh, against uh, Jimmer Fredette uh, in the sectional playoffs in, in an arena, which happened to be in his hometown, was filled with their fans. But anyway, um, I bring up Jimmer because when we would guard uh, Jimmer as a, as a team, and we had success against him, in those five games went three and two, we would say, hey, you know, you're guarding your man and Jimmer, right? There's there's not one player guarding Jimmer. We have to be ready to not only just fight around screens with tremendous and maximum effort um, from the primary defender, but also everyone's kind of on a string and trying to help out um, and, and slow him down. And I think that's what they did, especially in that first half, very effectively uh, as Steph Curry was really um, the worst version of himself. And the one thing that he and Jokic have in common, we talked about this on that episode a couple years ago, is that they just always want to make the right play. He's one of the greatest shooters of all time, one of the great scorers of all time, um, and he still wants to play with the proper uh, and appropriate acumen. And um, Jokic is the same way. Even when you're kind of like, even when you want him to just, like, Jokic could come down and shoot every single time he has the ball. And it would be maybe like still one of the best shots that the team can get considering their lack of personnel and just talent right now. Um, and he still just is is who he is. He's still going to um, try to make the right plays. And last night, uh, Wednesday night rather, or Tuesday night rather, was um, was one of those nights where I wish, I'm like, you know what, you can kick it in high gear here, dude. Like, this game is is fleeting. It is slipping through uh, your fingers. It's, it's okay if you want to try to go in takeover mode. Um, but uh, there he was, and being Jokic being Jokic, and the Nuggets uh, getting a win. Uh, the defense there, I want to give it uh, an extra uh, emphasis in the first half, uh, and then just for the game, for the Golden State Warriors to score 86 points in an NBA game, it's just so uncharacteristic. Um, the the previous game against the Suns on the road, they score 116. Game before that against Memphis, they score 113. Game before that against Sacramento, they score 113. 100, 111, 105. I mean, th- th- that's just you know the realm that they play in, 126 a couple weeks ago. Th- that, that's just who they are. And for them to be held to 86 points, just tremendous, just absolutely tremendous. Thirty six of those um, uh, in the first half alone. The score was sixty to thirty six at the half. Just, just tremendous. And you know what that also um, indicated to me is just a level of assertion and aggressiveness. Like this was a Nuggets team that came for a fist fight. They and you could tell right from th- just the first couple minutes uh, in the game, they just were prepared for an absolute. Fist fight and and their scoreboard reflected it right. They they started the game on a ten zero run like that's how the game started. Um, and when you come in with that type of mentality and aggressiveness, and the Warriors didn't have Draymond Green, 
like it'd be foolish to say it's Draymond Green's team because one of the great players that we've ever seen, one of the you know maybe ten greatest players we've ever seen, ten fifteen whatever, however you want to slot him. Um, it'd be foolish to say it's anyone but his team, but it like Curry's the um, I, I don't know what body analogy you want to make, but Dr- Draymond is the backbone. Draymond is um, he's like the the willpower, uh, and with him missing, coupled with the Nuggets' approach, well, that's how you get out to a sixty to thirty six halftime lead. Um, real quick, the Jamal Murray thing. Uh, I am hearing whispers that Jamal Murray may not be coming back this year. And I heard that a week and a half ago. And then Michael Malone, uh, in an interview uh, with the team partner, gets asked about Jamal. And, you know, Malone really went out of his way to de-emphasize a timeline. He's, he's, you know, asked about February. Like, people are talking about February. Just, like, knock it off. And I'm like, oh, well, if it's not February, then is it March? I mean, the playoffs start in April. I here, Here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Okay? Watch it. Track it. Considering how important he is to the franchise, considering the way that the team has handled other very important players, such as uh, Michael Porter Jr. and their approach to MPJ, it would not be crazy at all to think that you just wait. You just wait. And I know everyone, me, myself included, want to see Jamal back for a potential playoff run. Um, I, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I know for me personally, I am lowering my own expectations in an effort to not be let down should it happen. Um that's just kind of where I'm at with this thing. Was there a setback in the rehab? Don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if anyone knows. But I started hearing whispers about it about a week and a half ago. Then to hear Malone come out and say what he said right before Christmas, I just found it interesting. So tuck that, um, tuck that in your back pocket. All right, real quick on the way out here. I still think there's Jokic uh, uh, value for MVP. I do. The schedule is going to get easier. Hopefully, um, you know, the team gets healthier. Monte, uh, uh, Aaron Gordon, uh, if those two things are happening at the same time down the back stretch of this season um, and other guys can't stay healthy, guys like whether it's uh, Curry or Durant, who both have had um, various uh, injuries in the past that have sidelined them for extended periods of time, don't rule out Jokic to be in the mix uh, down the stretch of the finish line. You look at the standings right now, you know, just a, a week or two ago when we were having the conversation, the Nuggets were like sitting at the eighth seed. Right now they're in the fifth seed. It's still so early, okay? It's still so early. But if if they're a top four seed, all right, here in uh, six weeks or whatever, and, and, and Jokic is doing what Jokic is doing, uh, I just think there's value in it. So I pulled up the, um, the uh, live updated odds. Uh, from our friends at Superbook, Curry is the number one option right now at one to one. Okay, so there's no value there. Uh, a dollar is going to win you a dollar if he goes on and and stays healthy and wins it. Kevin Durant is plus two forty, meaning that if you if you if you uh, you know bet a hundred dollars and on Kevin Durant to win the MVP and he went and won it, you'd get that hundred back plus two hundred and forty dollars. So still not not great odds. Um, by the odds, it's a two-man race because the third option is Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's sitting there at ten to one. 
followed by Jokic at 12 to 1. So, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, hey, if you want to throw a 50 spot on Jokic and he went and won it, you know, you'd get back $600 along with the 50 that you bet. So that's value right there, uh, considering who that guy is and the fact that he friggin' won it a year ago. So, you know, we'll see. Health has so much to do with this, but so does narratives, okay? And I think it's interesting that Jokic goes into Golden State and, you know, has a game where it's 22 points, 18 rebounds in a win, and then they have to come to Denver. And I think if on Thursday night, if Jokic has another massive uh, game statistically and the Nuggets win, it could um, begin to, not ultimately, but begin to shift the narrative a little bit um, on the MVP race. And maybe it's a bullet point or a footnote when the uh, conversations are being had down the back stretch of the NBA season. And we reference, you know, what happened in December when they went head to head. Uh, without you know Draymond and and Jordan Poole, but also without Aaron Gordon and Monte and MPJ and Jamal. So um, we'll see. We'll see where it stands. But I do think it's worth you know twenty five to win three hundred. You know what I mean? You don't have to do a hundred dollars to win twelve hundred. Twenty five dollars to win three hundred. Um, so I, I think that's uh, I think that's plenty worth it um, considering all the context that we just mentioned. Okay, uh, that's where we'll leave it. I am literally feeling my voice starting to wear, which is not ideal. Um, but I hope uh, that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the win. And we'll see what happens on Thursday night uh, when Golden State visits Denver. And you know, whatever happens on Thursday, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.